You're listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick Maguire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey, my friends, Patrick Maguire here, Empowered Entrepreneur, Empowered Podcast. Got something crazy to say, but whatever you're suffering, whatever you're going through, especially the entrepreneurs and executives, I want you to push through it. And today, this podcast session, the Empowered Conversation, is going to be very much that. It's with a guy that kind of went through the executive roles and now is the entrepreneur to entrepreneurs. It's kind of cool. We'll talk about it. I'm super excited for this Empowered Conversation with Dennis Geelan. He shares his passion for entrepreneurship and helping others through his books and programs for entrepreneurs. Actually, we had a pre-conversation about a week ago, and I was more excited then, and it got me more fired up for today. Up until about four years ago, Dennis was employed and happy and secure in his comfortable job until he wasn't. He then took his downtime to evaluate what he really wanted to do, and now he's a thriving entrepreneur, author, who, like me, likes to help other entrepreneurs. Dennis Geelan is the founder of Zero In, author of The Zero In Formula and other books. We'll talk about those. Speaker, and he's a CX advisor at Cashflow Tribe. Dennis, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time, my friend. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Patrick. Uh, excited to chat. I think we'll have a little fun for sure. I love that your passion is very much what my passion is, which is entrepreneurs and helping entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and everything entrepreneur. I love it. So I'm kind of excited for it. I've kind of clipped through your books and, and read some little snippets here and there that I can find online. And, and we're so very much aligned. And folks, if you don't know who I'm talking about or what we're doing, this is Dennis Keelan. You can find us both on LinkedIn. We're always there. If you find me, Patrick McGuire, you'll find Dennis because I comment on quite a bit of his stuff these days. I've been watching and keeping a close eye. Dennis, you're so closely aligned with the things I think about for my clients. I have some big and small clients that I work with, as well as my own companies. I don't want to talk just about that. I'm going to first ask you, how are you doing today? Yeah, so far so good. I've had my, my, my morning routine. I've had my coffee. My dog's happy because he's had his walk. So good. Being so an good. entrepreneur, I mean, it takes a lot to keep focused, to keep motivated. You said you got a morning routine. Tell the other entrepreneurs, maybe if you don't mind sharing, yeah. what sort of stuff is in your routine? Yeah, and this was key. I mean, in the beginning, I had read books like the 5 a.m. Club and I heard other people talk about, oh, it's so important to have this morning routine. I'm like, okay, right, sure. Until I realized I didn't have one. And every day I was just scattered. Once I did kind of come up with, well, what does work for me? And what do I need to do to get myself in the right frame of mind? It, it was a game changer. So create, it's a few things, 20 to 30 minutes of, of exercise early in the morning, just to get the endorphins going, just to clear your, your brain. I do a, a devotional every morning. So again, just to get my mind in the right mindset and then a little bit of planning around what do I need to do today? that is going to move the needle. Even if it's a little bit, what are some tiny goals, some tiny objectives that I need to get done today so I can stay focused. And it's just doing that every day. It just becomes habit and you look forward to it and yeah, just sets you up for That's pretty fantastic. I, I love that you sort of put it out there. Like you got to get your sort of your body moving. You got to get the juices flowing, the endorphins, if you will, 
Uh, I'm a big fitness kind of guy. We talked about it just yeah. a moment ago that I like to ride. And usually in the mornings, I try and put in a half an hour to an hour, depending if it's sprints or just casual fat burning because I need it. But also the devotional, making sure you're reading. Some people just want to read in general, depending on what you do with your faith or your focus or business expertise that you're going after. I like that you share that. And you're getting the body and the brain in sync and motivated to plan out your future for the day. And, and then, like you said, whatever moves the needle. I love that because I think of a car. Entrepreneurs get in the car or executives get in the car and they start driving. And whether you like it or not, that needle is moving and you are progressing just enough, if not a whole lot, when you hammer it. I like that you brought that up. That's It's a great way to put it is just move the needle. So what's um, yeah. right now, what's exciting in your life? What's going on that's got you motivated these days? Oh man, lots. So writing my fourth book, this one is a completely different type of book that I'm writing. So loving the learning process. My editor is great for giving me all kinds of tips on every time I, I send up a new draft of a chapter. So just soaking that up and having that challenge in front of me is great. Working with a, a pretty good consulting client right now, a business that is very exciting work that I'm doing with them. And then just every day seeing how I can give back to different people. I mean, there's only mm -hmm. so much time in the day, but if I could, you know, have one call with somebody each day where I drop them some knowledge or some wisdom, and I know that is helping set them up on, on a path for success, then that's a good that's thing. That's awesome. So the new book, you, you're kind of excited about that one. I heard, what are you kind of writing on? Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about it now. We'll go back to some other stuff. Sure. Sure. Yeah. My, my books in the past have all been more focused on the businesses that I help okay. in my consulting. My, when I started my own consulting company, Zero In, I wasn't helping entrepreneurs at that time. I was an entrepreneur, started my own business, and I focused on helping other businesses be more customer centric, more innovative, and wrote books around that. And that was great. That was fun. It was dropping a lot of knowledge. Now that I've kind of made it, I guess you, you could say I'm, I'm four years into my own consulting business. I've got three books. I've got an online course. I have clients. Now I have a lot of people saying, how did mm. you do it? What was that like? What, what, what's the recipe like? And trust me, I had no recipe at the beginning. It was a lot of trial and error and learning, but now I'm, I'm giving a lot of advice and, and doing a lot of posting on social media about, well, this is what worked for me. This is how yes. I got here. So I decided, well, I should write, I should write a book about that. And this one isn't so much a how-to book, like my previous ones were a, a typical business book. This one is more of a fable. So it's a fictional okay. story with all kinds of advice and tips and strategies embedded through the story. So that's a fun challenge. It's a little different style. Game. I mean, it's sometimes it's easy to just go bullet one, two, three, four. There's all your chapter headers right there and then fill in the blanks. This one, right. like you said, it might. The fable can go in many different directions. So tell me about your first yeah. book. I want to ask you about the first book. What was it like trying to write or actually finishing and writing that very first book? Yeah, the first one, I just, I, I had a concept in my head and I said, I just got to get this out here. I had kind of made, mis made every mistake in the book, starting my business <laughs> from scratch. I had no credibility. I had other than my core work in the past, and I only had so many connections through that on, on places like LinkedIn, why would somebody hire? I needed some credibility. So I decided I'm going to take uh, this framework that I've got in my head. I 
put that into a book and just kind of see what is it like to actually go through that self-publishing uh, process and, and promoting a book and again, made a million mistakes, but, but learned a ton through okay. the process. Interesting. Now that first book, thinking forward to three other books and now the fourth one, would you say you were nervous, anxious, or embarrassed by it? Or was that a home run right away? No problems. You knew it. Like you were so confident that it crushed it. It was going to blow up everywhere. No, if we're going with the baseball analogy, it was maybe a butt <laughs> okay. single and, but I had no expectations. It was really more, okay. what's this? I, I want to learn that I, I, I consider myself a lifelong learner and I like to take on new challenges more for the experience yes. and the challenge. So I, I did it. So, okay, now I've got a, a book to my name. It's sold a few copies. It, it gave me a little bit of credibility. So did you say you're author of a book? So, okay, check. I learned and it gave me a little more credibility okay. with book two was, okay, now let's take some of the stuff I learned and write an even better book and still had tons to learn there. And it wasn't until I got to book three that a lot of the stuff really all clicked together. This was my nice. signature book for that's when all of a sudden everything was happening now. But, but it was a learning process, three books in before I finally had a bestseller, a book that was getting me on all kinds of podcasts, getting me all kinds of new clients, but I was fine with that. It was a process. It was a learning process. And even now, like my, my first two books, you can still buy, but I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed <laughs> by them, but I definitely don't promote them. Like I, I do. Well, my, why don't my we do that? Book. Shameless plug. What are the names of your books? Yeah. So for each book, I tried to use uh, zero in the title so that there's some recognition back to my company. So the first one was called zero in on the benefits. And this one was about when you're doing strategic planning, when you're doing project and portfolio management, we really need to be focused mostly on what are the benefits of these things and not so much on did right. we get it done? Was it done within scope, within budget, within timeline? So those things are great, but did it actually give us the benefits that we wanted? So there's a framework in there for how to do okay. that better. The next one was zero in on leadership. So this one was more, okay, on the leadership side of things, when you've got strategic planning, when you've got all these people that report into you, when you've got budgets and the team morale. And so it was a bunch of knowledge there from you know, all the things I'd learned on the leadership side. But what I found with those two books was. I'm still really presenting myself as a generalist. I need to, I need to focus on a very specific problem. Otherwise, again, why would somebody hire yes. me? Why would somebody read this book? So that's where I took my experience and said, okay, customer experience and innovation is really what my background is. I'm going to help solve a very specific problem in that area. And that was when I, I came up with the zero in formula book. And hones in very specifically on how do you create a more customer centric and innovative culture in your business? Or as I like to say, how do you create a brand that people love customers love and a company that people are passionate to work? I like for. it. Otherwise it's indifferent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. People are going to, the customers are going to be indifferent to your brand and employees are going to be indifferent to working for you. How do you create that atmosphere? So that was the zero in form. And that was the one. Excellent. So folks, it's zero in everything. <laughs> you want to zero in, you want that hyper-focus. I'm going to call that yep. out for entrepreneurs and executives that are listening. 
you need to have that hyper focus in, and that is zeroing in, right? You've got to zero in as Dennis likes to say, it also goes yep. to show a little bit about the guy knows what to do with a little branding and messaging. So Dennis and I've noticed too, uh, stuff that I've been following on you on LinkedIn. And for those that are listening, we are empowered podcast. We are on LinkedIn. We are live stream right now, and this will be released as a podcast and video later on. But uh, that being said, I, I do love LinkedIn. We got connected from LinkedIn through uh, a couple of very yeah. bumped messages through other contacts of ours and it just worked out and and you're a great guy to talk to so it made sense to have you on the session on a podcast here especially as we focus a little more on entrepreneurs executives athletes and artists because they are on their own in my mind entrepreneurs and so first of all i'm going to be transparent here folks i haven't read the book zero in uh on a formula at this point I'm going to have to get one. I have to get it. I've read pieces online. I've checked it out. So Dennis, where can I get a copy here? Where can we find it? Uh, so it's available in ebook, paperback, or audiobook. So Amazon is the best place if you yeah. want to grab the ebook or the uh, paperback. Or if you want to go to Audible or iTunes, you can grab the, the Oh, I like that. And who's doing the audio? Yeah, that was a bit of a decision for me. Do I read my own book or do I hire somebody? And the ebook and the paperback had already come, had okay. already come out at the time and it was nice. doing quite well. And all of a sudden I was getting more busy because of the awareness from the book. So that's where I was like, okay, I don't know if I have time to actually record the audio book myself. So I, I, I did hire a voice actor. I auditioned a bunch of different people and uh, I found a guy, his name is uh, Todd Belcher. And I think he did a fantastic job. Love, loved his voice. As soon as I heard his audition, I was like, okay, that's the one, that's the voice. For Sometimes the you just know, like it hits and you're like, that's the one. And I love it. But yeah. you know what? I was almost honestly hoping you were going to say you did your read through. I love knowing what you're saying on paper and hearing your passion and things like that come out in what we talk about. So I was kind of hoping for that for the book too. But yeah, yeah sometimes the voice actors are much better than we are. So makes sense. I have had other people say that they do prefer listening if it's the actual author that reads their book. So if I was to do another audio book, maybe I'll, I'll take at, that. At least take a crack at it, right? And do a couple of read-throughs on your own before you make the decision. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, okay. Exactly. So we've talked a little bit about entrepreneurship, a little bit about your books and, and your consulting business practice and programs, but I want to take you back to a bit of a darker time or the, the pivot point. I'm going to call it a pivot point, but it might've been a little dark for a little while. Yeah. You were working as an executive. You were in a very comfy corporate job, pretty secure and all that stuff. And then you weren't. So it was about four years ago. Kind of tell me, what were you doing? Why yeah. were you so comfy? Why were you so happy with this company you're working with? And what happened? I, I would say, Patrick, I was just comfortable in general. And when it happened, I, I was let go, laid off for the first time ever oh, in my life. And an it was blow? like, it, it floored me. It, it was so many different blows uh, on so many different levels. And, um, not that I'm looking for pity here. I'm not the, the first guy that's ever been laid off. I won't be the last, but it wasn't maybe so much the fact that I was laid off. I think what happened was it completely shattered my understanding my mindset, mm. my expectation of how things are supposed to unfold, right? There's this narrative that society kind of has for just about everyone that says, go to school, yep. right? 
get good grades, go to school so that when you're done school, you can get yes. a good job, work hard at your job and put away a small percentage of every paycheck so that eventually you have enough money to retire. And that age is probably going to be 60 to 65 when you're probably too old to really enjoy yeah. retirement. Maybe like you get another 10, 15 years there and Start then you cruising. go off to the old age home, right? <laughs> but yeah, but I was comfortable. That seems to be what everybody's supposed to do. And that's what I was doing. I didn't know any different, didn't know any better. It seemed safe. It seemed comfortable. It's the recipe that we're taught until it was mm. shattered. So it wasn't necessarily maybe that I lost my job. Yes, that was an ego hit and yes, that did suck, but it was now, but I thought this was what we're supposed to do. I thought this was supposed to be safe. I thought this was supposed to be the comfortable way. Why am I suddenly so uncomfortable? Why am I suddenly feeling like that's wow. not safe at all? It changed my mindset on, well, maybe there is a difference and, and not to say having a corporate job is bad, no. that it's not safe. And in many people's cases, that's great. That's what we are built for. That's that works for you. And that's great. And for me, it did. I mean, like I said, I was completely comfortable and safe, but maybe certain people, or maybe at certain points of people's lives, that recipe isn't for right. them anymore. And for me at 43, I felt like this isn't my recipe anymore. Maybe it was for a time in my life, but now it's time for a different recipe. Maybe I need to find a new way to see what my comfort level is. Maybe I need to start taking some risks. Maybe there isn't safety in these things that I thought there was. So it was a huge mind. Maybe you had to zero in on the, f there you go. <laughs> that was shameless on my part, not on his part, folks, but therefore it's not shameless <laughs> and it's not a plug. It's a comment. But that being said, I think there of something go. I heard a long time ago, and maybe it applies to me. And first of all, I'm going to say, I am completely unemployable. And I think it's a good, like, mm. I'm wired to be the entrepreneur or working with a company, being the entrepreneur to help them get that new project to the next level or to repackage and rebrand, which I've done with different companies and be an advisor, be a consultant, take marketing and sales and bring them together as their thought leader until they get a proper COO in place who will properly manage both marketing and sales together as one unit, not two. We talked about that before. Right. And the other thing I, I always think back to is that I've heard this sort of weird analogy and, and maybe it's starting to come true. Maybe it's just de Gen Xers or category that plus minus the Gen Xers is that A students will be managed by B students who work for C students. I'm not sure what the D students mm. do, but you know, they're going to have jobs too. Or they're going to be entrepreneurs, but yeah. executives, I always try and encourage executives that I talk to is that you are the entrepreneur in your business. If you're the CEO or the COO, you have to just freaking motivate everybody on the team to stay focused on their target, yeah. to, to zero in on whatever it is, as you would put, whether it's on, yeah, there whether it it's again. sales, yep. whether it's marketing, whether it's closing deals, whether it's closing revenue, whether it's raising funds, you've got to stay focused on that. The top players have to motivate the team or the team won't play well. So that's just one way I think of it. Yeah. But I always like to make sure that I'm surrounded by people that are much smarter than me. That's why it's good to know that analogy works for me as I put the A students on tasks that they can do way better than me and, and they can fo focus and fix me. And I think it's great to see companies that take that approach is everybody's got a role and 
they can, like you said, zero in on something. I like to say to empower the right people to do the right yeah. jobs in the right positions and the right projects. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. I'm curious because not everybody gets um, laid off or axed or let go. How did that message come to you? Was it in person? Was it an email? Was it, hey, I can't log into my accounts anymore or don't come to work on Monday? <laughs> no, it was, it was in person and uh, I'm sure I've had to let people go. Mm. I've been on the other side of that before and never, ever got comfortable with that. So I'm sure the person on the other side was just as uncomfortable delivering the message oh, as I was uh, re receiving it. And that, that so were an easy hard. thing, right? But you were mentioning how you're just not wired. You're, you're not employable, yeah. right? For me, it, it was a complete rewiring because I was the typical corporate employee. I relied on what does the company say I need to do nine to five, Monday to Friday? That's how my life was structured. That's how I, I got my satisfaction from delivering deliverables and getting things right. done that the company needed me to get done. When that was gone, I had to completely rewire. What should my day look like? I'm building my own business. I can't, I, I don't have a calendar set up for me. Any. I don't have deliverables given to me. I need to come up with my calendar. I need to come up with my deliverables. On one hand, that's very freeing. There's, yep. a, there's a freeing feeling that comes with that. On the other hand, it's scary because I've never built a business before. I don't know what I need to do to get this thing off the ground. So to say it was a roller coaster is an understatement, but it was definitely a rewiring of my brain on how I needed to look at things and, and where I got my And that's a perfect segue. I'm glad you went there because that was a question I was going to ask is how did you feel, first of all, being laid off? And then how did you feel? And it sounds like you were panicked and a little bit, what the heck do I do? Where do I go? Hey, how do I set up a, an Outlook or a Google calendar that I can actually work with? And why is it yeah. empty? Did that make you feel yeah, anxious exactly. and nervous? I think the answer was yes, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah, it was two parts exciting, four parts <laughs> okay. scary, right? And I, I probably focused on all the wrong things in the beginning. It was, I need a website, right? And, and I needed a company email and I need, but I hadn't even focused yet on what is my mm. niche? What's the problem that I'm solving and for who? So even though I had a website, even though I had a email, nobody was right. hitting my website. Nobody was sending me emails because they didn't know why they even needed. It took me a long time to stop focusing on building all these components and start building on who am I? What's my brand? Why should people hire me? Who is my ideal client? Once I started focusing on those things, that's when everything really started taking okay, off. Okay, well, that's good to know. I mean, folks, if you are thinking you're an entrepreneur or going to be one, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be kind of all over the map as Dennis was. And, and I've been there several times. In fact, I tried the corporate world for about almost four years, really just two years, because I was the co-founder of an HR tech firm and we worked hard and got it, you know, scaled almost 200 customers in 23 months and got acquired by one of the, I think, great companies on the Salesforce platform. And I stayed there for almost two years, but it was just that time that it was time to, uh, to go. And it was a mutual, Hey, it's time to go. And they're like, yeah, okay. Unfortunately, they did shut down that whole division about eight weeks after I had left. And I don't mm -hmm. know the reasons why it's not my business anymore, but uh, entrepreneurs, if you're thinking about it, 
or if you're working right now, you don't have to get fired. That's, that's the first thing, but you also don't have to quit. You can start your hustle, the side hustle. I like to call it the hustle and I don't often call it the side hustle, but it is at first, but know your message, know your audience and zero in on your niche. As Dennis is saying, making sure, you know, what you're going to offer, what you're going to deliver. And Dennis, we had a, a LinkedIn post earlier where you made a very good comment about how your customers will give you good testimonials. And that is one thing that I really did back in the day is I focused on what the customers said. Almost all of our marketing was about the customers and not us. Customers say it best yeah. is a term that I stole from Mark Benioff, obviously Salesforce, and we were on that platform. And we hammered it like crazy. So it's cool that you said, hey, I got to change my message. The website works, but you know, I got to get customers to say it best. I'm going to ask you something that totally out of the yeah. blue. What's one of your best customers say it best or your best case study, your best testimony? What's a one liner from some customer that loves you and your work? Yeah, good, good question. I've got a ton of them on my website from people that have read my book and people that have taken my online course. I don't have any of them memorized, but I, I give them that advice is, Hey, if you really liked the book, or if you really liked the course, don't just say great book, great course. Mm -hmm. I loved it. That does not encourage somebody else to want to read the book or take the course. They need to know what was the challenge you were having mm -hmm. before you read the book or, or before you took the course and how did it help you and where are you now? So give specifics. And that's what I've got on my website. I was specifically saying, I think there's one that there was a company where eight people in the company okay. took my course because they wanted to all make sure they were doing this together. And it was the leader, the VP that wrote a testimonial saying, yeah, eight different people on our team took this and now we are collaborative. And now we have a process that we understand together for how to be more customer centric and, and innovative instead of just, hey, great course, wow. we loved it, right? So the devil's in the details, but it's those specific details. What was the challenge and why are you better now? Well, because that's very so. good. I mean, if people are looking to get some help or guidance, contact Dennis, of course, but I love the fact that an executive leadership role position person says, eight of us took the course and we're in a totally different position and we solved that problem that we had. That speaks massive yeah. volumes when customers say it about your work and it's very exciting it's almost back in web one it was kind of like we put out websites web two moving into the marketing side of things we we're starting to say one-liners what did our customers say and stuff like that and now it's this we're moving into that and i don't want to use the web three but the web three is a totally different technology but web three if you think of it in the marketing is getting our customers to say a formula like you said zero in on that formula from the the new title if you will really helping them to say exactly what their problem was and how it helped them. I think that's the new yeah. wave or 3.0 of marketing, customer centric marketing. And I don't mean to focus on marketing yeah. because it's really just telling the success stories of others. And that's really what this is. I, I had to learn, I had to learn this the hard way when I was marketing my, mm. my book. So the first instinct is I'll do posts myself about the book. Well. Typically any type of marketing that says, Hey, buy my product is not successful, yeah. right? Nobody goes, Oh, that brand just posted about their own product and how much they love it. That makes me want, right. that doesn't work, right? What works better is somebody else saying, Hey, buy Dennis's book. But what works even better beyond that is, Hey, 
buy Dennis's book yes, because. Absolutely. Right. That's once I learned that and once I got to that and then how do I actually leverage that? How does that happen? That's when the book sales really took off for me and same with the course. Yeah. I used to date, I used to joke that's how some of our friends got dates. It didn't work so well when I said I was a good guy to hang out with. It worked better when someone else said he was, it worked right. really good when someone said, you gotta go hang out with Pat for whatever reasons. Yeah. Here's a story about what yeah, happened last yeah. weekend. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Usually they were a little bit wild and crazy and hey, look, I'm marketing and sales. It's still wild <laughs> and crazy, but just a totally different realm and industry, of course. Just thinking about yeah. a couple things. You've written three books. The fourth one's in the works. And I'll ask you about when and how and when that's coming and all that stuff in a bit. But you're also doing some other stuff like a cash flow tribe, but you're involved there. You're doing some guidance and yep. mentorship there and helping them to zero in on their future. Just give me a quick little blip about Cashflow Tribe, because I'm sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that probably need some direction and some executives to educate us. So I actually started working with Cashflow Tribe because around this time last year, I was three years into my business, but you know, we were a year <laughs> over a year mm. into a pandemic and it was taking its toll on me. Being a solopreneur on, on its own is already a, can be a little bit lonely if you don't have a good support system, if you don't have a good network, if you don't have good mentors, if you don't have yeah. a partner, it can be equal parts exhilarating as it can be scary and, and frustrating and lonely. And I think wow. I hit that point around this time last year where, okay, I'm seeing success in my consulting, I'm seeing success in my book. It's just me. It's just me sitting in my, right, every day. And I connect with people, but they're not part of zero in. When I needed to talk strategy, when I needed to come up with new ideas about my business, somebody who's not invested, it's, I just didn't have that. So I, I really wanted to get that team atmosphere again, be part of something, be part of a team. And that's where I, I found this role through Cashflow Tribe. And it, it was a perfect fit. So Cashflow Tribe helps entrepreneurs get started. Mostly in the real estate investing okay. side of things is, is where Cashflow Tribe really started in. But any type of business that you're looking to launch or scale or grow, we've got all kinds of uh, teaching and mentorship, but just much more heavy even so uh, on the real gotcha. estate side. So I've been brought in for a couple of reasons. One, with my background in customer experience, how do we make sure that the customer experience for our Cashflow Tribe members are, is amazing? whether it's a, a live event, whether it's whether when you're on our website, whether it's when you're taking an online training course that you're getting an amazing experience. But then I too, with my background, am a mentor to a lot of the entrepreneurs that can book calls with several of us to help walk them through different challenges that they're having in their business, in their strategy to help them get to that next level. So I do that now a couple of days a week and I get that team atmosphere fixed, but I still got zero in right. the rest of the week to uh, do my writing, to do my consulting. So it's, it's been this perfect blend, this perfect mix for me to, to not dive or fall down into that loneliness pit of despair where I found myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I get a, a sort of a euphoric high off of helping others when I'm spending time consulting with some of my clients, whether they're you know, solopreneurs, whether it's small business, whether it's startups or even mid-sized and enterprise clients, spending time with their teams and those people and just knowing that they throw a lot out there and then you just help them focus on something 
that is going to move the needle, as you said earlier, it gives me that sort of euphoric high knowing that I did something good to help somebody else. That's why I like to say empowered conversations. It's whether we're on a podcast or whether we're having a coffee yeah. or whether we're actually in person in an office going through, you know, the next strategy plan for the next product launch. It's an empowered conversation that enables everybody on the team to start moving the needle in the same direction, which is exciting. And going back to what you said earlier yeah. was you yeah. get started in the day with a little bit of activity, a little bit of reading, you're going through devotionals, some people through meditation, some people might be doing just focused thoughts. Some people are just generally reading. Those things give us different euphoric highs and so does helping others. The high five, the handshake, yeah. the hug. And for anyone that knows me well, you're probably got one yeah. of my hugs in the middle of a business meeting because I think you're awesome. It just makes a difference. So I get when you said the solopreneur, you were suffering and challenged. And then you said, Hey, it's yeah. time to get a team and work with them. So I love it. I love doing my peer groups. I, I put people in a room and I chat with them and yeah. we all help each other grow virtually because we're all over the world. But I totally respect and understand what you're doing with yeah. Cashflow Tribe, helping others and getting that high. Pro probably the most. I don't know, engaging, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, the thing that I get the most accomplishment from, the most enjoyment from, most fulfillment from, is when I can see the results that one of our members is getting from Cashville Tribe, and then awesome. I celebrate that. Uh, I try to do a post once a week on LinkedIn, because I've built up a pretty yeah. good following there now. I want to celebrate these people. Hey, look how far you've come in the last year, year and a half. And I tell I their it. story. I just wrote one last week about a guy named Tom Dela Cruz, who was able to quit his nine to five job and is more successful now. He was an engineer. So he had a very well-established, high-paying job. Him and his wife have both quit their jobs and through their entrepreneurial journey are more successful than they were then. And they've got more fulfillment, wow. they got more flexibility in their time. They seem to have more purpose. So I just shared his story on LinkedIn and so. Once a week, I try and tell a story of one of the different people that we helped through Ashley just to celebrate them. And, and yeah. how rewarding is that for you and them? Yeah. I mean, hey, Dennis just put a yeah. post out about us. It was super cool. And they respect you a great deal, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and your content is on point. You always put in three or four points of what you could do, what you should do kind of thing and, and let people absorb it. And, and go ahead and do that, which is great. Yeah. I almost want to just copy and paste your stuff into mine, but I would never do that because <laughs> it's so on point. And I think everyone needs to hear it. That's probably another thing I've been trying to master and learn a lot more, but probably the last six months is yeah. copywriting. What, how do you actually write something that engages people, that adds value, that encourages their engagement and conversation? That's a, that's an arch that some people have really mastered mm -hmm. and I'm trying to learn from others and glean as much as I can, but that, that's a fun thing to, to try and, and learn. Get yeah. Interestingly enough is somebody I've had on the podcast, which will be coming out shortly. Marie Rolf, she wrote, create the most joy and create the most joy website. Of course, is this unique little kit, the joy kit that you can get. And it's designed for everybody. It can be used in business. It can be used in real estate. It can be used like at parties. And there's compliments and there's curiosity cards and there's door hangers. And it really is just about creating more joy. And she's actually, yeah, I know I wrote it and anyone could write this stuff. Not so much about copyright. Obviously she's got it on there, but she wants more people to use it. And she's, she goes, download the PDFs if you want, just go for it. And 
it's really cool yeah. is creating more joy for more people to succeed and share those stories. So I'm going to just plug okay. it right now, folks. If you're on LinkedIn, find Dennis Geelan and look at the content he's putting out there. If you like it, you don't need to copy paste and try and steal it. You can share it that way you get credit for it, but we know who the author was. It's kind of like NFTs. Like I'm getting big into that category. I like following and I like watching at least with blockchain. Now you kind of have a way to know who the originator was, the creator, and then you can know who is the owner, original owner. And then who's been the owners. If you sold or traded that years and years down the road. And one day that's gonna be very valuable. It really is copywriting. And yeah. I'm going to throw this one out there. I actually told my daughter who's going to college in the fall for uh, interior design. And I said, look, sweetheart, anytime you do a new blueprint, anytime you do a new uh, interior decorating design, anytime you do a changeover, anything you make in terms of artwork or images, I want you to put it through an NFT. And I told her how to set one up for free. And I guided her in that. And I've actually started to recommend that and give a sort of a framework for entrepreneurs and business owners and executives to do that. So that way the original owner and creator content is tracked without having to go through yeah. the crazy copyrights. They copyright it. <laughs> so it's really cool way to do it. Yeah. And I love this new technology that's out there. Maybe that's something that you might want to play yeah. with. I don't know. There you go. There you go. Yeah. No, I, I like soaking up as much as I can. For me, when I'm reading some other people's posts, a one thing, the content, okay. What about that content resonated with me? And then I want to share my thoughts back in their comments. But what I really try and pay attention to was the format. How did they actually write that post? How did they grab my attention in the beginning? How did they give value? How did they entice me to want to engage in, in the end? So I do copy a lot of people's posts, not their content, not what they've written, but their style. Yes. That really worked. I like the way they, and then. Oh, I see Dickie Bush did it this way. And I see Justin Welsh did that. And I see Nicholas Cole just did that. And these are all people that get all kinds of engagement on their posts. Well, it's not the content necessarily that I'm copying, but their style and their format and, and how they're actually calling attention and drawing you in. And yeah. that I love it's uh, it's it, if you just pay attention and observe, there's a lot you can I think there's one that others. you and I could both really appreciate. You may have already seen it. I definitely liked it and commented and shared it. Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk put it out just yesterday afternoon is when I saw it, but I keep pretty refreshed on that. And it was actually a weird little cartoon style. It was on LinkedIn and it was kind of a lady talking mm -hmm. to a guy and he had V on his shirt. So I'm assuming that's Gary V cartoon version. And she's like, yeah. oh, I got this idea and I want to sell you this product. He's well, what are you doing for marketing? And it's just the little blurbs keep popping up. And she says, well, I do this yeah. and I do that. And I tell people how great it is. I tell her where to get it. And he's like, oh, well, do you like wine? And I'm thinking back to when he started out, he loves wine. We all know that. And she's yeah, but I need to sell yeah. my book. You're not listening to me. He goes, oh, okay. Well, well, do you like golf? And yeah, I do. I really like golf. And, but you're not listening to me. <laughs> and then he says, well, what are you doing now? She goes, I'm posting four times a day on every social media platform. He goes, okay, we'll automate that. But now I want you to share about your wine, your golf. And I can't remember what the other thing was that she did. And I want to share what you, I want you to share what you like three times a day and only post about your product one time a day, because people will relate to you mm -hmm. as a person 
relate to you things that have made you who you are and make you up, if you will. And they might check out your product. And then he goes into the steps and the steps are there, but you don't realize it unless you break it down. Like you like to do with a lot of these polls you break it down yeah. and, and there's four steps. Yeah. Talk about something you like that might be relatable to somebody else. They end up on your LinkedIn profile. On your LinkedIn profile, he wants you to have a link right to your site where they can follow you and check you out. And then they'll buy something. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I am going to copy that and use that more often. I've kind of fallen away from it, but it was so good to see this weird little yeah. cartoony thing coming from uh, someone who's very respected, of course, in the industry. And I, I am going to be using some of your tips and tricks, your one, two, three, four steps there and in, in various posts. I think it's great. And I love that you keep sharing with people. That's the empowered thing that I like about certain entrepreneurs. They like to help yeah. others and they're not afraid to let it go and almost the opposite of your copyright comment, you don't mind sharing. Like you've probably shared yeah. a lot of your formulas in your posts if people just paid attention. We're not copywriting anything except yep. you wrote it first on LinkedIn Completely. or somewhere else. Yeah, there's a couple of things that I live by here. One is nobody ever learns to ski <laughs> by reading a book. Right? We're Canadian, so, eh? <laughs> nobody is going to... Right. But, but nobody's going to read some great information that you put in a post and go, good, right. I'm now an expert in that. They're going to appreciate the fact that you gave a whole bunch of knowledge in a post, but eventually they're going to need mm. help. And they're going to say, hey, can we have a call? Great. I do coaching calls at this time. It's whatever much an hour or whatever. Or if you're just getting started, mm -hmm. do them for free and give away more value, but learn the types of questions people are asking. But eventually people need your help, right? Even if they buy the book, okay, well, great. Now they spent 20 bucks on the book. They're still not going to be an expert after reading my book. This is when people reach out to me and say, we need your help. Can you help yes. us implement this? Yeah, of course I can. That's what I do. Right? So giving away free value, and I know it seems counterintuitive to a lot of people. They want to hold it close to their chest actually opens up the door and it anchors the real value is actually working. Yeah. The real value is then the book. And then the more value is in the course. And then the even more value is in consulting. Giveaway is a ton of information for free. It's, it's the wisdom that people are lacking. Okay. Right? All the information in the world is not going to allow somebody to be wise enough to do it themselves. They need help. And this is where we step to help them out. The other axiom I like to go by is, and I think I even wrote a post about this recently is. There's two types of people that I encounter all the time. I do a ton of networking. There's two types of people. Camp one is, hey, we just met, please buy my product, right? And I'm not going to help you. I want you to help me and buy this from me and it, it me, me, and I'm not giving away any information yeah, for free. Yeah, it's for like, sure. That's camp one. It's immediately, I, I want something. From camp two is, hey, I'm so happy we met. Tell me about yourself. How yeah. can I help you? I don't want anything from you. I'm not looking to sell you anything. I'm here to build a relationship. They're here to add value. And in the long run, people appreciate that. People now respect you. People start to see you as an expert in an area. And eventually people say, hey, can you help yes. me with this? And two completely different approaches. One does not work at all, uh, but unfortunately, I see the majority of people going that route. The other one works yeah. every time. 
whether you're just trying to build a relationship, whether you're just trying to build credibility, whether you're just trying to help others, which is, as you already said, amazingly empowering feeling to, to do. Absolutely. You're doing it. So be in that camp and that's, it's just the way it goes because eventually people are going to want to learn how to ski, right? So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that is really the premise of the way I like to do things is I like to learn a bit, a little bit about people before I reach out on LinkedIn and I am using LinkedIn a lot for my outreach now, which I never used to do. Even when I was running the corporate world, I, I really set up a lot of inbound marketing stuff back then. And the leads just came in and we worked them, right? So it really was driving right to the point of sales. But what I do with LinkedIn yeah. now is I like to get a, a quick little, hey, how's it going? I really like what you did here and here or something that I followed or liked about you. And then say, I'd really like to have you on the podcast. And again, before that, I even say, let's have a pre-conversation to make sure that we're the right fit for each other, which we did. And I loved your energy yeah. and your enthusiasm. I, I like what you're doing for other entrepreneurs as well as yourself, of course. So we've now got that relationship. And the reality is going forward, if you ever need yeah. anything, I want to help. And that's, you're right. Yeah. It's about the relationships. It's about understanding what people's needs or wants are. I know that you want to be able to get your business to grow more. You want to help more people and you want to empower them. I'm using my, to zero in on their goals and focuses, their formulas to be able to get it going and to grow their business, which we're both yeah. aligned in that. And most people be like, wouldn't you guys compete with each other? Like he's working cash flow tribes and Pat, you've got empowered peer groups with growth 10. Isn't that a conflict? It's like, no, they're different focuses. And I like to think of it that we're all in, and I'm going to use a Canadian North American reference, but uh, we're all in the NHL. We're all on different teams and we're all a bunch of players, but without all the players and those different teams having a little friendly co-opetition or competition, the league doesn't exist and the fans can't cheer you on and they can't come and buy their jerseys or their books yeah. or whatever it is. That's the way I think of it. And I really enjoy this. And I think we're gonna have a long relationship and I've got some people in mind to talk to you uh, for other things, of course, but I'm glad you're willing to share. I'm glad you're willing to see everybody get better. And eventually they can buy a book and learn and read and figure out how to ski. It doesn't mean they can ski. So, so Dennis, right. I got one question for you before I let you go. And I, I want to know this right, one. I didn't preset you on this one. I didn't ask it, but I want you to tell me one, and you can take time to think about this one quirky, odd, weird, or interesting thing about yourself or your life that most people don't know. One quirky or met only one? <laughs> I got a long list. Just... Uh, yeah, exactly. One quirky thing about myself. I, I would say I used to be heavily addicted okay. to coffee. I don't know if that's quirky or weird, but I was like six or seven cups a day. I have had to work extremely hard to have just one cup every Ooh. day. And then for the rest of the day, it's I mean withdrawal, even though it's been years and I've gone down to one copy wow. and I like, I still have this, this weird addiction to something that I barely Interesting. Even so I don't so. think the six or seven cups is weird or quirky. I think that you still have this weird addiction, even after you've been tapered down to one cup for a long time, that seems a little quirky, Yeah. but I also might say yeah. that you're an entrepreneur and most of us live on coffee these days. Yeah. That's the problem. I think the, the addiction is always yeah. sitting there in the background, right? Yeah. I need this. Well, again. I do appreciate all the time we've had, even the addictive personalities of entrepreneurs and the desire to help others. I really am excited. One last thing as we get going here is zero in the new zero in book. How's that going? 
What's your goals for getting that thing out the door? And I'm going to hold you accountable and help push you eventually. Yeah. Perfect. No, I'll, I'll probably need it because writing a book is a, is a large undertaking. Yeah, I'm a few chapters in, I'm writing one chapter at a time, and then I review it with my editor. He kind of gives me feedback and then I okay. want the next one. So I would say I'm about maybe a third done writing the first draft. My goal is to have it completely published and released sometime okay. in September. Wow. So there's a lot of writing, there's a lot of rewriting left to do, but I'm going to try and hold fast to okay, that. Okay, my that friends, course. the empowered community, you heard it here first. This guy's going to push his new book. He's going to get it done. He's going to zero in on the formula for himself and he's going to tag it out sometime in September. If everything goes according to plan, hit him up on LinkedIn, Dennis Geelan, G E E L E N. You'll find him or find me, Patrick McGuire on LinkedIn and you'll find Dennis as well. And don't feel worried or scared. If you've got an enterprise, or you've got an entrepreneurship going and you need a little help either with your cash flow tribe situations, if you will get a hold of Dennis or get his books and just zero in on what you need at the moment or time that you need it to grow your business. And I'm very excited for what's happening, Dennis. Real quick, what are the best places to find you online? Yeah, I, I, LinkedIn is probably yeah. the best by far, but the, there is the Zero In website where you can learn more about me, my books, my services, and that's um, zero-in.ca. Awesome. Well, I'm going to give a little bit of a reminder to people here. This is Empowered Podcast. I say Empowered with Patrick McGuire, where I have empowered conversations with great people doing great things to empower others. And this certainly was one of those conversations. I'm so excited for it. Dennis, we are going to be longtime friends on and offline. Uh, we'll find each soon enough because we're not that far away and we'll have a good coffee, but hopefully together and apart separately, we can help a lot more entrepreneurs to what I would say be empowered. Thank you so much, Dennis. I appreciate your time and look forward to the updates as you finish this book off and get it out the door because it is going to be a killer for the entrepreneur. Yep. Thank thanks you, everybody. Me, and thanks for joining me on Empowered Podcast. This has been an empowered conversation, not just for myself, but hopefully for you too. I enjoyed it and I feel better. I feel more empowered. Thanks for my conversation with Dennis Geelan. Find him on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn. We're there. Have a great day and be empowered.